0: Welcome to Reactive. My name is Henning, and I'm here with Raquel. Hey! Hello, oh, and Khalil. Hello. And not with us this time is Felix. He was here last time. That was a really, really good episode.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. I still haven't had cool. a
1: chance to listen to it yet. Aww. I'm so sad. So I can't so no spoilers no or or you can I'm just i'm a little
0: worried about, about my job to be really honest What? he was really good wasn't he like he was very good yes yeah that was, oh. that was a really good show very i enjoyed that a lot it was uh definitely a, a brilliant idea and you we need to do that again <laughs>
2: yeah so, i think we should we can yeah. also
0: do it every now i mean obviously
2: it needs to be a break now for like few months or so but at some point i think we could even have somebody on just with all three of us i think it would be fun sure yeah
0: community
1: (laughs) guests that could be so cool yeah but it has to be reactive listeners (laughs) i think
0: exactly i think because it's got to
1: continue yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's got to continue to have that coffee shop or pub feel Mm -hmm. you know that's
0: exactly what it had and it seemed fun and yeah it it was great so
1: only thing I forgot definitely. to ask
2: him, I wanted to ask him um, how he got into listening to the show and stuff, and I totally oh kind of yeah, that, would about that. We do <laughs> Well, that I guess time.
1: we'll just have to have him back. Yeah, we'll yeah. just have to have him back. Yeah, exactly. so that's yeah. cool. Yay! Yay.
0: Indeed. <laughs> so I'm I hear sorry I missed have, it. Uh, go yeah. Ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, we have an animal, I think, right?
1: Yes, we do. We totally do. Uh, this week's animal is the. Capybara, which wow. actually in in Venezuela uh, they call it a different name. Um, they call it. Hold on, I have to look it up. Uh, I have to look it up on Instagram because I'm on Instagram now, uh, oh. and someone DM'd me on Instagram <laughs> the name of this thing, and Instagram doesn't want to load because it's being silly. Um,
0: I've but- seen this thing before, but I can't like quite place it. It's sort of a.
1: Yeah, kind of thing, but
0: not really. It's like
1: yeah. So the capybara is the largest rodent in the world. Um, It's like it can it's 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 pretty big. Um, In Venezuela, they call it the chiguire, which I think is super cool name. Um, um, And but but at least in English, we know it as the capybara. Um, And it is it can be about fifty centimeters tall at the shoulder. Uh, 100 which is a, a foot and a half about um about wow four that's feet a or,
0: serious rodent
1: yeah four <laughs> feet or 130 centimeters in length and can be between 35 and 70 kilos or 75 and 150 pounds i mean like this thing is huge it's like dog sized um and uh yeah it's it's pretty freaking cool Uh, and it's adorable. It's actually like one of the cutest little, little animals. There are some really great YouTube videos of capybaras just like hanging out in, in like hot tubs of like, like natural hot tubs because they're, they're semi-aquatic. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, like they, they're totally vegetarian because they're rodents. And so they eat lots of different grasses. Uh, fun fact, they, they will actually eat their own poop. Um, oh, nice to get, okay. to get more nutrients out of the grasses
2: welcome to the poop cast <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so now so so we've talked about wow. um we've talked about wombat poop wombat poop we've talked about yep. uh fruit fly poop and now capybara. yes bark. we're I covering we, all, all we the talk poops. About baby poop
0: too? <laughs> baby poop we yeah. could i could tell you the stories about be, Baby. yeah poop. You're well, an expert in that now.
1: There is there is a, a seminal uh, book on this subject called Everybody Poops, and it's just you know it's it's just important to know. We oh, use that
0: the, heavily with news. our kids to, to get them to uh, to understand <laughs> where to put their poop. <laughs> it's out of Japan. It's a hilarious book. Oh my goodness! Highly recommended. Yes. <laughs> Which book now? The Everybody yes. Poops everybody, everybody poops, poops yes okay, okay. Mm-hmm. it's uh, all right it shows how all so, the creatures on this planet poop <laughs> let's
2: make that recommend. uh uh no what what is it called uh obligatory le- reading, reading for the mandatory reading for, mandatory reading for the reactivist uh, book club that we just <laughs> that we just
0: started yes <clears throat> so everybody. is is this thing peaceful or is it um no, it's I guess super
1: peaceful. It, um, so because it is a rodent, it has super sharp teeth um and really long teeth, but it's it's not really interested in um in in attacking humans. That said, it has lots of predators, um including jaguars, anacondas caimans, pumas, ocelots, and harpy eagles, which wow. I feel like that's like seven weeks of an, of really cool animals now, because <laughs> goodness, <laughs> yeah. um, we'll have to learn more about them. Uh, they can get sunburns, so they tend to hang out in, in shaded areas and muddy, muddy areas. Um, and they can stay underwater for up to five minutes.
0: Wow, yeah. impressive. So. Do they, does that mean they, they eat underwater? Or what do they do down there for that long?
1: Um, so apparently they mate in the water. Oh. Um, and then, uh, but like the mother will give birth on land. And the baby capybaras don't know how to swim when they first come out. So they um, grow up on land in little bushes and stuff like that. And then when they're ready to swim, then, then they will start hanging out in, in the pools and stuff. So, okay. yeah, yeah, cool. pretty cool, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, thanks for that, I had seen this thing before but I never knew that's uh, Yeah,
1: amazing. it's really cute, it's, it's a very popular animal over at NPM, um, uh, it's, it's not a wombat, right? I mean, wombats also aren't rodents, they're marsupials. Um, it's like a wannabe yeah. wombat, <laughs> it looks I like mean, a wannabe it's, wombat. They're, they're native to, to South and Central America, so, whereas wombats are native to Australia, um, hmm. yeah. Anyway, they're pretty cute. Right. So that's our animal of the week. Yay! Yay! Yay. <laughs> so you were Oslo.
0: across the pond last. Week. I
1: was. I was in Norway for Web Rebels, um, and which was a super fun conference, by the way. Like, uh, I'd never been to Norway. I'd never been to Oslo. Uh, Oslo is an adorable little city. Um, very walkable, very cool, lots of interesting history. Um, Web Rebels as a conference, though, really, really fantastic. Lots of great talks. um, Really, really, like, like for such a small community, they had a really strong set of talks uh, that I thought was really, really great. Um, And yeah, it was, it was pretty neat. Um, The, I I was, I was surprised to learn how um, like, I I love going to Europe, right. Because every single country has like, everybody's a little bit different, right. Like every culture is different in each country, as opposed to like in the United States, like, yeah, there's a little bit of cultural differences between states, but not really. Um, In Europe, like I was shocked and amazed to learn about how shy Norwegians are, like just culturally, they're really, they're really reserved Um, and like, so like I gave, uh, the opening talk on the second day of the conference and I had a special greaser wombat sticker. So like a greaser from, from Greece, like it's this little, uh, little wombat dude with like the big, like, like the slick backed hair in a hot rod that says five on it because NPM five was launched last week. (laughs) Um, and so I only had a hundred stickers and I mentioned this in my talk. I was like, all right, look, you know you want this wombat. I only have 100. And this conference had, like, 300 attendees or so. And so I was like, so, you know, come talk to me. I don't want to just, like, give them out to whatever. Um, and by 3 p.m., by, like, middle of the afternoon, I had, like, 94 stickers left. And I was just <laughs> <Wow>. like, what? <laughs> I don't understand. These are the really cool wombats. And, like, like. When I would just go up to people and say, "Hey, do you want a wombat? They're like, "Oh my god, yay! This is so fun!" And I'm like, "Why didn't you come talk to me?" Um, <laughs> and and like, but but talking to various uh, Norwegians, they're like, "Yeah, we we just don't really do that. Like, we we don't really go up to people and talk to strangers. It's just not a thing." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, yeah, cool."
0: That's it's. Um... I can totally see that. Yeah. That's so very different from culture to culture. And uh Absolutely. you can Absolutely. totally tell the difference. Even just in general, Europe versus mm-hmm. um the, you, US. the US. But yeah. Maybe, yeah. It's, maybe, it's, maybe it's 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 really, really striking
2: when you go to the US like how easily people talk to each other that have yeah. oh, seen yeah. each other before. It's very No, different. one
1: one um one attendee was telling me that like it gives him the shakes just considering the possibility of an American coming up to him and saying hey how are you and then walking away and like the reason being that like uh so first of all a stranger is talking to you so that's that's weird and then somebody actually asking how are you doing which in americanese how are you doing you you, you respond means, with good like, Hello. or yeah. well or like fine right like you don't you don't you don't talk about how you actually feel like it's Americans love to lie it's it's just how we do, yeah, right It's just how we do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like so, it's it's totally fine, but like for I, I think in in Norway, like if you ask somebody how they're doing, like it's a serious question, and so like <laughs> the then the Are thought of okay? having to introspect and ask themselves like how am i feeling am i doing well am i doing poorly well you know you know I'm, I'm not really doing so great today like the weather is really bringing me down but like by the time they actually come to the point where they know what they want to say the american is long gone right because it's just a greeting and so yeah, yeah. like now they've they've spent all this time in introspection to not actually be able to fulfill the like <laughs> like they're just this one this one continues like that bothers me so much i can't i i would never want to move to the United States, especially not the Southern United States, where everyone's like, "Hey, how you doing?" Um, you know, just as like a normal. <laughs> fact. Anyway, so That's I thought funny. that was so funny, but it yeah, it's a it's a cool real problem.
0: Enough. It's yeah. a real problem for some yeah. people. I mean, my dad, he 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 actually, you know, it's like, I don't understand that. Why do they do that? They don't really want to know. Why do they ask? You know? So, whatever. But I think uh, this is also kind of how they did it in England, or
2: still do. There's this how do you do thing, where the response is, how do you do? <laughs> how do yeah. you do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also interesting.
1: <laughs> well, and then, yeah. and then you have the German, Na?
2: Nah. Yeah, yeah. Now it actually it was very interesting because now nah, we don't really have that in uh, southern Germany here and like Stuttgart and stuff. And yeah. when I sp- I spent some time when I was when I was like a teenager, I spent some time in Nordrhein-Westfalen. That's, that's up to the west northwest of Germany, uh, mm. and yeah. everybody was like, "Nah, nah." And I was so confused. I didn't know how to respond. I was was like, okay, what do I say? And then at some point I figured out that the correct response to na is (laughs) na. That's it. Exactly.
1: (laughs) I I remember having an entire conversation when I was living in Duisburg. um, And it was just like, na, 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 (laughs) na. It was just like, yeah, I can see that it's kind of the yo app but you know in in language
0: yeah, uh, right <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yeah.
1: oh i think I, I think you could do the same thing in with hey in in americanese uh, yeah, but, but what's interesting know, like, with hey, na hey. it
2: na sounds like it's a question so it sounds like there's yeah. so much implied and then you think about okay, yeah. what, do I do I now say yeah I'm fine or do I say and then when you try to say something like that it feels completely weird and it's completely un- unexpected by the other person <laughs> until you fight oh, yeah. you try you you try it out yourself and then they respond with nah and then it's and then they walk away and <laughs> that's it and you're like, ah okay I can do that
1: <laughs> yeah it's so funny it's very silly yeah. It's very, I, I, I love so, culture. I, this is one of the reasons why I absolutely love traveling and meeting locals and getting to know people. So, um, yeah, so huge, huge ups to, to Norway and we Who, um, who it was just it was super fun. Uh, I got to have like a really nice, beautiful, sunny day as well, which, by the way, this whole like n- the sun not setting thing. Totally messes with my brain. totally mess with my brain, <laughs>
2: yeah. so how was that? Yeah.
1: I, I like I got there on Wednesday. The conference was Thursday, Friday, and I left Sunday. And I remember being like Wednesday afternoon, there was uh, or Wednesday evening, there was like a speaker dinner or whatever. And I'm just kind of walking around and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm doing okay. What's going on? No, sorry. I got it on Tuesday. Um, but Wednesday afternoon, I'm still feeling a little bit of jet lag. And we're hanging out, speakers are just chilling. And then I'm like, y'all, I'm so tired. I'm really sorry. I know it's only the afternoon, but like, I'm just so, I need to go to bed. And then I look at my, at my, at the, you know, my phone to see the time. And it's nine in the, in the evening. And I'm like, I'm doing just fine. (laughs) But what the hell? It looks like it's four in the afternoon right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's weird.
1: it totally messes. But with don't your- they have
0: like really thick dark curtains and yes. blinds? Yeah.
1: Thank goodness for the hotels and their blackout curtains, because otherwise. But then my husband, who came with me, he was like, "No, I can't believe it. It's 11 p.m. and and the sun's still out." I'm like, "Don't open the curtains! Don't open the curtains!" And he opens the curtains, and I'm just like, "Great!" Now my brain just saw like bright sunshine, and then I couldn't fall asleep for like another hour. Uh... And I was like, Argh! <laughs> So anyway. But it was fun it was it was really good um, so good deal yeah, so what have you all been up to? um
0: well lately um i I haven't been doing a lot of coding, but what I started just recently so i I got um i don't know how to i guess I inherited some some developers they so they moved from other teams and mm. in order to sort of figure out um. Their, their sort of capabilities, strengths, weaknesses, where they their backgrounds, etc. So we gave them, or I gave them sort of a um, a, a task to do, and then I figured, well, um, let's let them chew on that for a little bit, and then go and do some pairing, and um, just to see sort of the thought process and all this. And this is sort of sort of where I'm, I guess this turns into a question: is how you handle this, but. Um, it was, first of all, it was really fun. I did a, a two-hour thing today, which also was exhausting. Um, but it was really, really fun to to work in code again, talk to people about this. It was really exciting to sort of share knowledge. But the problem I was having or I found myself having is that I, I sort of go off on tangents or go into the weeds too much because um, I guess you need to sort of decide At what level you want to stay at at the at this particular session or for a while or or the several sessions with this person because you might like completely overwhelm them with details that they can't you know take in or it's too much information um so i would like see these things that i really really wanted to talk about because it's it's so cool and stuff and then i had to stop myself or I, i caught myself halfway down so i'll just forget let's let's back up and stay up here um you know, in order not to just dump too much information um as part of this sort of, I guess, pairing session, is to get sort of um a sense of what we wanna do, how we wanna do it, why we do it, um across. Mm. Um, is that what what kind of experience do you have with that, I guess, is my question. And how do you like, do...
1: just pairing in general or like um
0: you do a lot of mentoring, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I
0: guess I guess this is pairing slash mentoring where I'm I'm like wanting to see how they work to find out where they're at and then also mm-hmm. try to sort of convey, um, you know, knowledge, information at the same time.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it is super, super, super tempting to like dump everything, you know, in like the first 20 minutes <laughs> and be like, oh my and goodness. And you lost them, right? <laughs> and then this And then this and then this. And it's like, Oh, my goodness. Um, I like to think about advice like uh, like feeding someone a, a cake or, or a pizza or something. Oh, well, no. Let's stick with a cake. I, I learned in Norway – like, I, I was on stage giving my dog, and I tried to, like, talk about a pizza. But in the United States, a pizza is, like, you know, could easily be, like, half a meter in diameter. Um, and in Europe, it's, like, not. And I'm like <laughs> – So like the idea of trying to shove a pizza into somebody's, onto somebody's plate, like in Europe, it's like, yeah. And, and you're like, fine. Okay. So a cake. So imagine like a three tiered chocolate cake. Um, and like, this is all the advice that you could possibly give a person. And the idea of, of that person trying to consume this entire cake in one sitting is just, it's, it's it's really difficult. So you want to like try to slice up your cake in a way that you can try to get as much in one slice in one session, but you also have to give it so that it's one bite at a time. Otherwise Mm -hmm. it's just impossible to consume the whole thing. Um, But as mentors, especially like when when it's your first like opportunity with a new person, it's so tempting to be like, here's everything. Um, And then they're just like, uh, Um, I heard an interesting factoid that people only retain like 10% of what you tell them in like a, in like a session. Um, so like what I try to do is I try to pick one thing to focus on with the, with the, with the idea that there is a promise that next week or next time we'll continue with other stuff. Um, and, uh, and like trying to gauge their sense of, I think it's really difficult to find out where a person is at in one session because uh they won't be able to tell you everything that they know or don't know right because there's like there's the things that you know you know there's the things you know you don't know and then there's the things that you don't know you don't know um sure, yeah. and also the things that you don't know that you do know right and and you're like um and especially as as mentors or like we forget what it is that we know um from before right like the things that we had to exactly the
0: things that you take completely for granted and that was the other thing that i i started to realize like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. there's so much stuff and i I need Mm -hmm. to like slow down and not dump all this um so so i guess like two hours is way too long but it was more like also watching watching them work not just um Mm -hmm. you know like constantly saying stuff but it was we were taking turns with that but that's that's a good uh the mm-hmm. good thing to keep in mind is is keep it bite sized and
1: yeah. It's so problems? tempting. It Believe is. me. I am I am exactly I, I'm the type of person who gives way too much information. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay. Well, let's talk about code style and this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And it's like, oh my God, okay. Uh or <laughs> trying yeah, to explain that,
0: that, that was me exactly like code style. Okay, this is why we do this. This is a reason for this and
1: mm-hmm. we do
0: this and let's go and change some settings.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> here's why we you know, have exception boundaries at this level, and yada 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 yada. Ugh.
1: Yeah, it might be it might be worth considering. Not something you have to do, but something to consider is maybe writing certain bits down. Yeah. Um, and then like the only problem is that you can't force somebody to read something; they have to want to read it. Um, and so, like, some people are like, you you could just be like, hey, read this, and tell me. What you understood what you didn't understand and we can start there um that's like one way to kind of gauge someone's someone's level um mm-hmm. but i've also learned that uh when i first started at npm we came to the conclusion that my understanding of the internet was like swiss cheese um <laughs> i like understood certain bits but i had massive holes in other bits and because i came in in a non-traditional sense like i didn't come in with a computer science degree um my holes would be in totally different places than like what other people expected. So like I didn't understand, like I didn't understand like what a rest API, like, no, sorry. I knew what a rest API was and I understood how Git worked, but I didn't really know how DNS worked at all. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like, that's a little bit weird for somebody who like has grown up in, in the web world. But for someone like me who didn't, I was like, I don't know. I put in the website, and it goes there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Exactly. Um,
1: so. So. So yeah. maybe
0: not a bad idea to put some structure in there. I kind of thought about mm-hmm. that. and I was like, maybe this is overkill, but but probably not a bad idea, especially if you're trying to do this with multiple people in parallel. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. Or at least, I mean, like, and you'll develop different structures for each person because every person's unique. Exactly. Um, and, and so, yeah.
0: Yeah. But that it was it of. was I think the overall thing was that it seemed that we both had fun. It was it was nice mm-hmm. to talk about that stuff again. And uh, <clears throat> um yeah, but like I said, exhausting. That was surprising. It's like wow, I'm
1: uh, drained. I don't know how people like there's a, a company called Pivotal Labs and they do a hundred percent pairing all day, every day. It's eight hours of pairing, and I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I go, I go an hour and I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> I only have a couple of people that I compare for three hours with. And even then I'm just like, by the end, I'm like, we're doing, or like we do it at the end of the day because right. I know that when we're done, there's no way I'm going to be able to like focus on anything after. So I don't know. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm trying to get sort of a,
0: an understanding of where, where everybody's at and bring everybody up. Um, and I, I learn a lot myself that way. I think it's, mm-hmm. um, explaining stuff to other people is, is super, super useful. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to do that in a way that makes sense and is easy-ish to understand. So, good deal.
1: Awesome. Yeah.
0: So, that's sort of what I've recently been up to. <laughs> yeah. Cool. How about you, Khalil? What's going on?
2: Yeah. Um, um, yeah, not... Not super. Oh, the, uh, Apple did things. Uh, yes, they released, they, did. they released another episode of their podcast, and in which they talked about all the uh, different things they made. So they have something to talk about in their podcast, and um, I find I, I found specifically very fe- uh, I found found very exciting that they were actually inspired. By our Twitter handle uh, to name their new speaker Siri <laughs> thing, HomePod, yeah, I like it.
0: I mean, it's it's
2: oh. it's a head nod. It's a head nod to, towards the reactive podcast. I would say, and
0: uh, <clears throat> totally,
2: uh, yeah, of course, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's cool. They, um, I really like. The uh, that they kind of they 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 show some commitment for the Mac because I think there yeah. were a lot of people were a little worried about that, and the Macs basically have been upgraded. There's an iMac Pro, there's a Mac Pro coming some at some point in time within the next two years <laughs> or something. Um, so and they have upgraded uh, the internals a lot and uh, yeah, so I'm glad to see that that was it that for me personally that was that was kind of that's what i wanted to see so that's the part i i really watched with a lot of interest and then um a little bit of ios but the ios updates are they're okay i don't know ipad apparently is getting incredible productivity upgrades um and uh yeah, but I don't I don't I'm not a big iPad fan. I, I haven't had an iPad. I, get, I gave it to my brother. He uses he uses it, he uses it uh, to uh, to make music because I really didn't really have a use for it. I was just watching YouTube videos on it or something. And uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, do you remember any of the specifics of the the MacBook Pros or what what are they working on?
2: Uh, well, the MacBook Pros have been upgraded. Basically, uh, it's it, yeah. You can not a lot of fanfare. It was just, you know, okay. f- mm-hmm. super, like uh, the new Intel processor, uh, Lakey something, mm-hmm. Lakey shaky thingy, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> and just like everything's everything more and better and faster, uh, basically. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No yeah. other than that, there's no big change. I mean, the I, the iMac Pro is a beast. The iMac Pro is like all space gray
0: and starts at five thousand euros and is like. Uh... Is this the Mac Pro or the iMac? <clears throat> no, is it's there an iMac Pro? This is the first. It's the iMac. Th- this is, oh, it no. is an iMac. It's an iMac Pro. So there's new iMacs,
2: but then huh. there's also an iMac Pro, which is ah. which is which is completely space gray. Also, the mouse. <laughs> Also the trackpad, also the keyboard, is <laughs> space gray, and has some sort of amazing like ventilator system in the back, and <clears throat> and um, what did they, what did they call it? Desk desk top. It's not desktop. It's some like it's just uh, super machine-grade, I don't know, internals, you know, like the...
0: Like workstation-grade. Workstation-grade,
2: exactly. So, yeah. it goes up to 18 cores um, if you Whoa. want to. And uh, and it goes... And they have the craziest graphics card in there and stuff like that. So,
0: basically... So, so they, at that they, price they, point, is this replacing the Mac Pro or is it just no, oh, another... Sort of.
2: Monster. So, it is, it is the most powerful computer they have ever made to date. And it is basically a um a computer to hold the, the the Mac Pro um customers hold them over until the next Mac Pro comes cuz the the last Mac Pro was basically a huge flop and they also mm. they made a they made a statement um a few weeks ago a few weeks ago um, that they kind of painted themselves in a thermal corner, they said, so somehow, how they <laughs> built the mac pro um, they didn't have the possibility to really upgrade it because it would overheat, and it was not modular enough, obviously, they were just focused on the mm-hmm. design too much, not so much on the function, and they already said in um in an interview where they invited a few you know a few um, bloggers and journalists, they talked about. How they how that they have plans for the Pro series, and they also said that the, I, they they hinted to or th- actually said that there's an iMac Pro coming, which they now uh, basically showed. Which it's coming in December. It's not you can't buy it yet. Uh, but they also said that they're thinking about um, a new Mac Pro series that is completely rethought and much more modular, which could hint towards that it will be an actual computer where you can. Where you can actually uh, manually exchange parts, you know components, basically graphics card. maybe you know after two years you want to update your graphics card or something like that. you can do it yourself. Um uh, with the iMac pro, that's not possible. you can you can beef it mm-hmm. up when you buy it, but uh, you can't open it up or anything, you know but of course, mm-hmm. like a machine like that will definitely
0: be good for a while.
2: But I don't know. I mean Yeah, I mean
0: at that price point, that's a monster with eighteen cores. It seems like that's completely a complete <laughs> replacement for the Mac Pro. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, definitely. It, it's agree. definitely for those for those customers, you know? Um yeah. Wow. They just don't Did they say Netflix. anything
0: about a, a retina standalone retina display? There's
2: no, uh, no they didn't. They don't have that. But waiting for but that. they are it's but like, they're uh they're having four K displays now with the uh with the iMac, like iMac 5K and 4K displays, I mean those iMacs they look really good. And uh, yeah. I think I think the uh, the iMac now starts at a really reasonable price point, like twelve hundred dollars uh, or something like that. Yeah, which which is which mm. is nice. I had an i I had an iMac once when I was working at a at an agency, and that was
0: really nice. I really enjoyed. it. Yeah, they are around. they are nice. Yeah. Yeah, especially with that screen. I mean, actually, it's, it's weird yeah. because I find myself now. I have two, like Dell monitors that I can hook up to my to my uh, MacBook, and I stopped using them because the Retina display is so much nicer. <laughs> yeah, it's like it even is. though it's smaller, mm-hmm. I can still read at a at a higher resolution. I can read stuff, and it's it works better for me. And I don't I don't need the multiple screens necessarily the way the way I do stuff, I guess, just you know, yeah. flipping between uh, apps. So it's kind of yeah. weird. They're, everybody's like, why aren't you using your monitors? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Retina no, is really nice. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm. amazing. Interesting.
2: Yeah, so there's a lot of yeah, upgrades gosh. coming down the pipe. That's that's really nice. Oh, and <laughs> what was also funny is that so currently, the current version of Mac OS is Sierra, right? And they always yeah. do it. So, mm-hmm. so now every time uh, every WWDC uh, uh, Greg Federici is coming on stage and he's making funny jokes about the new, the next name they're giving the next version of the macOS uh, operating system and, uh, <clears throat> and he's always telling the story about the marketing team getting in their little van and then driving around in California and looking for different <laughs> places that they could name the <laughs> operating system <laughs> and basically they they uh, Yeah, so they went down, they went to the Sierra and high up, and 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 that's why it's called High Sierra. And then he made a bunch of, like, stoner jokes, <laughs> which was really funny. It was really confusing because <clears throat> High Sierra s- sounds like a joke, and then he made some jokes, but then he continued as if nothing happened. So it was, it's the name, because it's an improvement on... <laughs> Yeah. So he said that the yeah. so he said that. Uh, so we talked to the marketing team. We wanted, you know, it's, are they serious and and stuff? And we were kind of making remarks about the name. And they said, "Well, it's fully baked." So they were <laughs> convinced that it was fully baked. So they to take anyway.
0: uh so the next one is High Sierra.
2: Yeah. So the upcoming macOS is High Sierra because it's an improvement on Sierra. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah. <sighs> All right, and it and it comes with. I feel with like a,
1: they could have come up with a better name.
2: Yeah,
1: I think it's difficult if you if you um,
2: because that's basically their scheme that when they have, uh, like for instance, uh, what was it? Something leopard and then snow leopard was the improvement to the to mm-hmm. the leopard, and so if that's your thing, that whatever you have an improvement, an increment on your operating system, you want to have it the name kind of reflect ah, that, obvious. then in that case, uh, it's difficult to, I guess, you very constrained uh, yeah. uh, in, in, yeah, in those things. So uh, I think it's fine. Uh, they're introducing a new um, a file system, a new, what's it called? Yeah, file, Apple, Apple file system. AP, APFS, mm. yeah which is basically optimized so our iphones they they already have that and it's uh, optimized for s d um drives and stuff uh which replaces the old h f s plus and uh which is like thirty years old and yeah so so that is uh, apparently a big improvement um i mean one feature they showed is that you can copy like he copied. He just du- duplicated huge video files. Like he he highlighted five of them in the file system and duplicated. In the, it was just instantly duplicated. It's not copied, and it takes forever to copy. And it just duplicates and boom like that. And but I don't know the internals. There, if 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 you want to know more about the internals, it's really good to listen to some episodes of the uh, Accidental Tech Tech podcast on which John Syracuse um, talked. A lot about the file system. He also talked about the Apple file system or HFS Plus, and 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 basically his opinion was like years ago already that they will have to make a new file system, and he basically predicted that. And last year, I think they announced it. And so he also had a podcast co- called Hypercritical, where he had multiple episodes, I think, only about that topic, and he really dives deep, and he's he knows. A lot about this stuff, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that so that was uh, yeah, that was that so Apple uh, still
0: cool, still kicking. very nice <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I had a little uh, I, I sort of needed a little bit of a a change of scenery or whatever, so I watched some some TED talks and I came across. Um, it's not really a traditional ted talk and i don't i don't think i mentioned this here before but it was with basically elon musk um essentially the the future we're building and boring um and it was kind of like an an interview talk sort of it was a very free form sort of you know some questions and then he just elaborated on on stuff and talked for quite a while so it was it was very, very interesting to me. Um, it was basically sort of a history of what what he's done, and then the things that are being worked on, and, and sort of the the visions um, of the future, and um, every sort of intertwined with um, animations or videos of of the things that uh, <clears throat> he's basically trying to build or already building. Uh, some of the things were like the uh, the next generation rockets that will or are supposed to take us to Mars and. They are just mind boggling in size, but they basically are you know um, based on the falcon uh, system that that they have now, which basically they which they also did they basically reused the uh, the booster for the first time just recently um, and he talked a bit about the the reusability there, and I thought that was super super interesting um but the big thing or the thing about the boring um essentially he's talking about. Uh, revolutionizing or alleviating traffic uh, because he thinks traffic is uh, soul destroying, so he's developing this new drill that you that is much much smaller than conventional tunnel drills, and the idea is that you really don't want to have a human driving in a tunnel so and if you do that, then you have to make the tunnel really big because then you need you know access ports to take um, humans out <laughs> when things happen and uh, etc, and you need you know room and so the idea is to make a much, much smaller uh, diameter tunnel and basically build high-performance drills that go much faster than what they have now and that essentially builds the entire tunnel as it goes. And it can do this uh, much faster and much cheaper because of the smaller diameter. And what you would do is essentially have a, uh, an electric sled inside this tunnel, which your car is then placed into and it will drive you and your entire car to where you need to go. Um, so the idea there is is that basically underground you can expand in three D. You know, if you if you exhaust one uh, one lane or one tunnel system, you just build another one underneath it. And because uh, he he was asked, well, when when is he going to build a um, basically a flying car? And uh, that that whole idea is somewhat. Um, Unsettling, he said, because it's not exactly or it's sort of anxiety producing if you have vehicles flying above your head and you, know, you kind of hope that uh, people uh, are servicing their, their flying cars. Otherwise, bad things will happen. So going underground as much is the, is the preferred alternative. Uh, another cool announcement was that he basically thinks that um, they will have a Tesla ready to drive from L.A. to New York on its own, completely on its own in less than two years. Whoa. Yeah, Yeah, that's like nuts. Um, And basically being able to change change the route um, on the fly, uh, if needed be or wanted to. Um, And the thing that I found interesting there is that they are doing this all with cameras only, supposedly. So no LIDAR or anything like that. So it's all visual um, image processing to figure out what's happening in the world. Um, that was kind of cool. There's a neat video there, too. And um, sort of <laughs> something that I was surprised by is that they're working on a semi-truck. Because everybody's always said, yeah, there's no way you can build an electric semi-truck, right? Because you can't go far mm-hmm. enough. And you, you just don't have the distance. And um, he said he's actually driven it already. They have built it. And it could pull it could pull a conventional semi-truck up a mountain driving backwards. With no problem it's that strong and has that much torque so um wow. that was kind of yeah wow. it, dri- it kind of drives like a drives like a car it's it's kind of insane because you know you step on the gas and it's instant wow <laughs> <So>. wow
1: okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and and all this was sort of you know why are you doing this and his his comment was in a in sort of the typical dry kind of awkward Elon Musk fashion because when i think about the future i don't want to be sad so <laughs> i thought that was good. yeah don't want to be sad <laughs> yeah. you know on the on the um on the whole um renewable energy and battery front it's it's really cool i mean what what yeah. he's, he basically doubled the battery capacity of the planet the the, the battery production capacity of the planet by going by turning on his Gigafactory out in Nevada, I think it is, right? And mm-hmm. he's, like, building these power walls that you can essentially put batteries in your, in your house, and you can sort of serialize them. So if your house is, I don't know, needs more, um, uh, then you can stack two or three or four um, together. And then they also come out with this... Um, essentially what I find is, like, the biggest problem or turnoff for, for uh, solar panels on your roof is they're essentially building roof tiles in four different versions that are just normal roof tiles. And some of them have, you know, the photovoltaic um, uh, system in them and some don't, depending on the capacity that you need. So you can have a completely normal looking roof that is basically one giant solar panel. Um, That's uh, pretty cool. And then... What I also liked is that he resigned from the Presidential Council after the announcement last week <laughs> that we would pull out of the Paris Climate Accord.
1: Oh. Uh,
0: him and I think the head of Disney, they said bye-bye. Oh, <laughs> at least, at least statement. <laughs> so anyway, I highly recommend that. It was it's just very interesting to to hear that. He has these fingers and mm-hmm. so many different things that are they're not just like Wow, they're like, holy cow, crazy
1: kind of mm-hmm. stuff.
0: Rock and Tomorrow's electric vehicles.
1: <sighs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> goodness gracious, so much.
2: So, uh, Rockbot, <laughs> uh, you've, yeah. you've been looking into static site generators?
1: Yeah, okay. So, um, So, I have my blog. And it's there, and I haven't updated it in forever, so don't go there. But, um, (laughs) uh, so it was previously hosted. um, So I I, I was on a podcast several years ago, um, and as a a reward for being on the podcast, as a thank you for being on the podcast, I got three years of free hosting. Um, And, uh, oh, I guess it was three years ago, because my hosting has, like, I got an email, which Hey, FYI, companies that do stuff um, getting an email that says, "Hi, your 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 you know free trial has ended." Just you know, ended. Period. Full has stop. Ended. Like has, has ended. ended. Right. Like I, I just ended. Like I'm like, whoa, hold up. You know, ha- you have all my data. Like I don't want to. <laughs> What's going on here? Um, so I was like, oh, okay. Well, then I'm gonna try to see if I can host it someplace else um, or like, you know, okay, well, how much is it, does it actually cost? And this particular hosting site um, was $19 a month. And I was like 20 bucks a month to, to host my my static website is kind of ridiculous um, given that I don't really have very many comments or anything like that. So I was like, you know what, maybe not. Um, so I started looking at other options and here and there and everywhere and then I was like, you know what? It'd be really cool if I didn't have to pay anything. Is there is there even an option? And so I started thinking about GitHub pages uh, because it's just a static site, right? Like it's not that big a deal. Um, but like, I don't want the code to be public and I don't really want to have to like create a, a private uh, repo on GitHub because I have to pay for that and all that good stuff. Um, so I, <laughs> I decided to try out Bitbucket, because it turns out Bitbucket lets you have unlimited private repos uh, for teams up to five people. So I was like, all right, I'll give this a shot. I don't know how they make any money, um, but that's okay. Um, so I, I went and signed up for Bitbucket and created a private repo. Like they very much like GitHub, uh, you can create, uh, a, like, they have free hosting. For static sites if you create your repo name the same as the url would be so like uh, user rockbot um and if you do if you create a repo called rockbot.bitbucket.io then it just knows that when you have an index.html in there it'll just go ahead and serve that so i was like okay this is pretty cool um but and also i wanted to I, what One thing I really like about my my blog that is that it's all done in Markdown, right? Like, each blog post is in Markdown. So I wanted to stick with that. I didn't want to, like, switch over to WordPress or Blogspot or something like that because then I'd lose the ability to use Markdown. Um, and so I looked online for different static site generators that use Markdown. And, like, Jekyll is, like, the really popular one, um, but that uses Ruby, and that means I have to, like, install Ruby on my machine, which hello, I work at NPM, I don't really have Ruby. Um, not saying that people who, you know, work on JavaScript stuff don't also have Ruby. I just don't. Um, and I didn't want to have to, like, do more stuff. So I was like, okay, are there any node static generators out there? Um, and there's this one called Hexo, H-E-X-O. Um, and it's actually, it's it's really pretty straightforward. And what I like about it is that you can, um, it has a, a, a generic config YAML file. So in there you put information like, What are the static pages? Um, How do you want to, uh, like, do you want an RSS reader on here? Do you want, like, what's the title of your blog and the author of your blog? And, like, what's the format of your URLs and all this other stuff? Um, And then you can also have a deploy block where you say, you know, deploy this to Git. And this is the URL for the Git, um, for the Git repo. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I was able within, so I got the email probably around... 8 45 in the evening. Um, I, it was the same night that I flew back from Norway. So I'm really tired. <laughs> I had a 22 hour day that day, um, with only a 45 minute nap in between. And so I'm exhausted. And yet I was like, Oh heck no, you're not going to take down my site. This is my blog, man. <laughs> um, and by 9:45, so within an hour I had recreated my entire blog um, like they even have a, a like an automatic generate from previous blog to Hexo style blog. Uh, like there's a module for that, so I was able to just run that off of the data from my old blog, and then I was able to uh, deploy it. Like so, you you generate all the static HTML, and then you can just deploy it very easily. Um, and so now my blog is also hosted right now at Rockbot.bitbucket.io. And it's there, it doesn't look great because I didn't have the same theme, but let's be real, my previous theme wasn't great either. So, (laughs) and really people are reading my blog for the content, not for the CSS, right? Of course. Of course. Um, So yeah, so if you're looking for like a a pretty quick and easy static site generator, I have to say Hexo was really, really easy to use. And um, I get to use Markdown, just the way I like it. And it's just a couple of command line, like you can actually do like a hexo generate dash dash deploy. So what it does is it generates the HTML and then just deploys it straight up for you. And it's just like, boom, there it is. And voila, now it's sitting there. So now I still need to change the a name um, or C name or a record, whatever the thing is called DNS. Great. Um, to <laughs> to point to this, this new uh, static, Page site whatever, but that was super easy. All it was so so easy, and I would recommend other people to do it too. I mean, nice. So yeah. does
0: the does the the markdown and the generated HTML? Does that all live in the same Git repository, or does how does that work?
1: Yes, it all lives in the same spot. So okay. um, there's like a, a folder within your. So like when you. When you first install Hexo um, as a global module, you can do Hexo create and then your blog name, and it creates a folder with that blog name, um, with that name. And then, so I just called it like Hexo create, you know, Rockbot dub dub dub, and and then I I git inited that repo or that that folder, so mm-hmm. I turn that into the repo, but like had the remote point to Rockbot Um, and then when you generate it, it just, it puts the HTML at the top level, but within like there are folders of like, this is the source material, which you can use, you just do all markdown, um, and blah, blah, blah. So, and if you wanted to, like, if I wanted to, I could add comments to it if I really really cared, but I don't, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. And so I've got the static, like everything is exactly everything that I had before, um, and so that's really nice. And so I can just kind of focus on where I want all my things to live, and ta-da, easy. Awesome. So, yeah.
0: So you used a private repo on Bitbucket over yes. uh, GitHub? Why?
1: Because just, uh, it was free. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> I didn't have to pay anything for Bitbucket, right. and uh, with GitHub, like I I got rid of all of my private repos on GitHub um, a while ago. Mostly mm-hmm. because I was like, I don't use GitHub for private repos. Like, I have no private repos that I care about. So, I was just like, why am I paying money for something that doesn't right. matter to me? Um, and then I was like, well, wait a second. I don't want to pay money for repos if I don't <laughs> have to. Yeah. So.
0: No, because on GitHub Pages, I mean, you know, basically my blog is in a, is a, is in a public repo, and since since it's the blog, I don't care if anybody sees the the markdown, I guess. So I was just wondering, um, I guess, what the, the benefit or the thought behind having it private. But I guess that's just how Bitbucket does it. it, it since you have free private repos, you can have a yeah. site in a private repo.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, so the thing is, like, whether it's private or public, the fact that it's called rockbot.bitbucket.io means that it automatically um,
0: yeah. it, just, it just knows to site. do that. Yeah. So
1: so nobody can see the source, but people can still see the content. If that makes yep. sense. So, yes, um, cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: So so just a few commands then. It is, in, is it runs globally? Yeah. You you basically write your markdown. You generate you generate and then deploy. That's it.
1: Yep, Sweet. pretty much. It was surprisingly easy. So now I just have to you know, blog again, but
0: <laughs> that's the hard part, effort,
1: <clears throat> effort. but it, like, but it does have like my website or my, my resume and stuff on there. So when people are like, hi, I'd like to offer you a job. I'm like, okay, go away. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so that's, that's that. Uh, but with that, I think we have to start wrapping up cause yeah, pretty much. that's stuff we gotta do. Um, but yeah, so, Come hang out with us in the Reactive Slack channels. I know we have some new new folks um recently. Yeah, uh, a... so shout out to men, Minky Uman, Mink, I don't know. <laughs> uh and Jeff R. Watts. And I think that's,
2: yeah, I think that's Everybody that. recently, right? Yeah.
1: So too, Hey, hey.
2: Two new ones.
0: Nice. Yeah, and uh, so if you if you like the show, uh, you would help us out if you could uh, leave us a review on iTunes, um, five stars, or even write an actual review that uh, sort of share your thoughts. It always makes us happy to hear what people think, and um, it also helps others find find our lovely show. So instructions for that or a link for how to do that is are in the show notes. And uh, I'm H Gladaragats on Twitter. And I'll see you next week.
1: Yeah, and I'm Rockbot on the Twitters. And you can reach all of us at ReactivePod also on the Twitters.
2: Yeah, that's right. And I'm Khalil Tweets on Twitter.
1: Cool. All right. chat out y'all next week.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.